0: Sprung from the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain technology has come out of the shadows and now promises to reimagine entire industries. Hi, everybody, I'm Bob Bowman, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. The blockchain first emerged as a system of record in support of the digital currency Bitcoin. Now it's poised to play a much broader role in global commerce. In its latest incarnation, the blockchain makes possible a distributed ledger that allows all participants in a transaction to see the same information at the same time. The risk of changes, discrepancies, or fraudulent manipulation of that information is minimized. In the process, companies can remove significant inefficiencies from their operations. Needless to say, the technology seems ideal for a multi-partner global supply chain. Certainly IBM thinks so. Today I'm speaking with Bridget McDermott, IBM's Vice President of Blockchain Business Development and Ecosystem, who will explain the company's venture into blockchain and how it hopes to play a dominant role in applying the technology to the supply chain and other areas of global commerce. Blockchain has come a long way in a very short time. So here is my conversation with Bridget McDermott. Bridget McDermott, welcome to the show. Thank you. Bridget,
1: what is the blockchain? Blockchain is all about trust. It's about putting information onto a distributed ledger so that all parties, all members of the ecosystem can see the same information at the same time and trust that that information hasn't been changed from what they believe should be there.
0: I understand that it arises from the use of Bitcoin and maybe other cryptocurrencies. What is the relationship of Bitcoin to the use of blockchain as it relates to supply chain and logistics?
1: Blockchain was initially developed out of some technology advances in a couple of different areas, security, data management, distributed computing. And the genius of it wasn't so much a technology advance, but the idea of putting these together in a way that nobody had thought of before. And the person who did that came up with the idea of Bitcoin, which was allowing anonymous parties to transact with transparent transactions. Now, IBM got interested in blockchain a couple of years ago. And when we looked at it, we realized that the potential to use a trusted distributed ledger system among enterprises was phenomenal, but that the infrastructure created by Bitcoin may not have been the right one. So when we thought about what enterprises are interested in doing, it's not so much anonymous transactions with full visibility on the transaction. It's in fact almost the opposite, where as an enterprise, you want to transact with a known party, and you want that the details or the existence of that transaction to be clear only to the participants in the transaction, not to the entire ecosystem. And what we realized is that the technology itself, blockchain, could do some really phenomenal things in that instance. So we didn't have to go for anonymous transactions and and visible details. We could look at it from the other perspective. And as we then did that, we said, where are the areas where this has the most potential to drive transformation, to create value for market participants? And You would probably not be surprised that financial services came up as one. As a business of ones and zeros, they are often leading edge in technology. But supply chain has been seen as really uh, a quick second place for opportunity with blockchain based on the paper-based nature of the business, based on the flow That is inherent in the business and based on the existing inefficiencies that people have been fighting for decades or centuries to take out of the system to improve efficiencies, to improve cost and to reduce fraud.
0: Certainly, it seems that supply chain would be a natural for this technology because, as you say, it involves so many different parties uh, around the world. Uh, yes. You talk about paper-based inefficiencies. I'm just wondering, though, exactly how does this concept differ from the way it was done before? I mean, digitization can take place between parties without the need for blockchain. Why blockchain as opposed to the way it's been done up to now or alternative ways in which the, in which parties could still avail themselves of digital technology?
1: Blockchain is not really about digitization. Blockchain is about trust, And what you do by providing a way to imbue trust into the system of record is you change the relationship that you can have with the data. You go from having data that might be the right data, might be the wrong data. Someone might have changed it. You don't know. You can't guarantee that that data is, in fact, the single piece of data that it should be. Now you go to blockchain and you can You are confident that what you put onto the blockchain two weeks ago, two months ago, two years ago, two decades ago, is the piece of data that is still there. And when you work across an ecosystem of almost endless number of participants, having that trust built into the system so you don't have to enforce it is what changes the ability to transform the system. It's not about digitization. We have been able to digitize the system for decades What we haven't been able to do is provide the participants with trust of that digitization.
0: Okay, you've used the word trust three or four times already (laughs) in this conversation.
1: The question is,
0: why, with the use of blockchain, would all the parties have confidence that the data has not been altered in any way? What is it about the nature of this technology that secures that information in a way it was unable to do so before?
1: Blockchain makes data storage immutable. And it does that by creating an actual chain of blocks. The name is incredibly well chosen to illustrate what happens. So what you do is when you do a transaction or a a series of transactions is you put those in a block and then you put the next transaction or series of transactions in the next block and you pile each of these uh, one on top of another. And every time you add a new block to the chain, you ensure that the chain is still consistent with every other copy of that chain in the entire distributed network. And so as you are building out this chain, you are creating a permanent record that becomes actually harder and harder to change. Because if I realize that I made a mistake and I typed 28 and I want to type, wanted to type 82 and that's already sitting in the middle of a chain that has a 1,000 blocks. If I wanted to change that without letting anyone know, I would have to first change that and make sure that that change then sort of cascaded through all of the other blocks, and then I would have to collude with a whole bunch of other members in the network to have them make the exact same changes to their blockchain. What blockchain does is It makes it too hard to change because you have a blockchain on each of the nodes that are participating in the network, and each of those has to be identical or else a problem is flagged.
0: Has that been a problem in supply chain record keeping and communication where records were not accurate or people were going in and changing them at will and therefore uh, disrupting the smooth flow of the supply chain, or is this a solution still in search of a problem?
1: I would point to two things. So IBM has a channel finance business. It's a $44 billion business. And at any given time, point in time, we have $100 million tied up in disputes. We put in a blockchain system in September of 2016. And within three months, we had gone from an average dispute time of 40 days down to 10 days, and we had improved our capital utilization by 40%. These are partners that we deal with on a regular basis, that we have good, trusted relationships with. But as you are interacting with folks in the purchase of IT products, there are questions that come up. What was the tax jurisdiction? Was that actually delivered? And different people have different copies of the record. And it's not that anyone has evil intent necessarily, it's that You have a different copy of what the truth is, and it takes you time to get to what the actual truth is or what the agreed truth is. And with blockchain, you start with the agreed truth, and so disputes can actually just go away. So that's number one, is as we think about supply chain, how do we improve the fact that everybody is looking at the same thing and everybody trusts that it's the same thing? The second part of this is, as you look at the potential for fraud in the system, right now, every year, there's $600 billion of fraud that happens in global trade. That's due to over-invoicing, under-invoicing, all sorts of things. But that is people taking an invoice and marking it as one thing when it leaves the factory, and by the time it gets to the destination country, having something else recorded, either the items being different, the price being different, both of those being different, and that accounts for a tremendous amount of fraud in the industry. Mm -hmm. Now, the combination of these two things, sort of honest mistakes and fraud, this is dealt with in ways that are not necessarily taking advantage of technology the way that they could. So if you ship a container from... Africa to Europe of flowers, you're going to put the paper documents into a courier, into an airplane to go in parallel to that container. And you do that because fraud decreases when you separate the paper from the container. But it costs a lot of money to do that separation. So rather than enforcing this kind of separation through physical distance, why not take advantage of digital opportunity to provide a trusted record that this information has not been tampered with, it has not disappeared, it has not been altered in any way, and to use that in order to make the process more efficient and less fraudulent.
0: I'm trying to understand where this information resides. Should I be envisioning a central depository where it's it's all accessible or a series of discrete blocks among all the different partners?
1: It is a distributed ledger, which means that there will be a multitude of copies of any given blockchain around the globe. And so everyone who is participating in the transactions within this supply chain solution will have access to one or more copies of that blockchain. Not everyone has to have their own copy of the blockchain, but everybody has to have access to it and has to have the ability to see their relevant information on the blockchain. But the separation of it into a number of different nodes is part of what gives you that confidence, If all of the information were sitting on a single machine, it would potentially be easier to change or commit some breach on that. By distributing the system, you further enhance the security of the system.
0: I would imagine that the success of such a system, however, would depend upon the participation of all parties in the supply chain. Has that been an issue or do you envision it as being an issue?
1: On this one, I go to the VHS beta example. The successful solutions in network businesses are the ones that build out a successful ecosystem. And as we have envisioned supply chain in blockchain, that has absolutely been a prime consideration for us. How do we ensure that we gain adoption, that we get to critical mass? And We think that the main focus here is ensuring that the solution that we're providing is providing value to all relevant parties. And so it's not that there's a one-size-fits-all for an exporter, an importer, a customs agent, a carrier, a freight forwarder, a customs broker, a terminal operator et cetera, right? It's everyone has a unique situation in the ecosystem and has a value proposition that is going to be different. And so how does the solution actually deliver value to everyone in order that everyone participates and makes the solution that much more valuable to the entire ecosystem?
0: You've announced two partners, two initial users of the blockchain concept of IBM, Merck Line and Dubai's Trade and Custom Authorities. How has it been so far moving forward with those two customers or partners, development partners? Have there been growing pains? Have there been challenges? How are you doing in that area in these early days of the blockchain technology?
1: I do want to clarify, these are actually two separate efforts that we're doing. So the partnership that we are working on with Maersk is um, one where we are building out a supply chain solution. And the pilot that we ran actually uh, had a container from Schneider Electric going from Rotterdam, uh, signed off on our system by Dutch customs, arriving in Newark with the U.S. Customs uh, using the system to, to look at the information. And so that is one system. We have separately worked on a project with Dubai in another supply chain use case. At the end of the day, there is opportunity for everything that anybody wants to do in supply chain to come together. But right now, there is still this sort of opportunity to experiment with what is possible in the market and what the right solution is going to look like.
0: But how has it worked? How has it performed in those early days in terms of proof of concept? Has it been smooth or have there been issues that you needed to, to work
1: on? As we've been going through the, the pilots and the POCs that we've been doing in the supply chain area, so the, the two that we talked about and a, a couple of others that we're working on, we are absolutely learning new things at every step in the process. That said, I think that we're seeing incredible success initially. We are definitely seeing excitement from many of the regulators as they see the opportunity for them to do their jobs more effectively at a lower cost by having the information at the right time in the right form to help make targeting and other forms of decision-making easier. I think we're seeing buy-in from the variety of players, whether it's the shipper or the carrier, et cetera, in an understanding that the information that is provided by this kind of system can be game-changing as they look at the efficiencies of their processes and their ability to fulfill the demands of their various suppliers and vendors in the interactions among the supply chains.
0: And again, to this issue of trust and security, how do you ensure what is inherent in the technology that will protect this information from being hacked, being accessed by unauthorized parties?
1: There are two layers that we can talk about here, right? We can talk about software, but we can also talk about hardware. And I think that a lot of times when people talk about blockchain, they get so excited by the security potential of the software, they forget about the fact that you can make something even more secure by hosting it on a secure network. So from a software perspective, blockchain is in and of itself very secure. As I said before, one of the technologies that was initially sort of rolled into what blockchain was, was security. Folks really wanted to ensure that the information held on the blockchain was unalterable. And that was because in the first use case, Bitcoin, you were actually talking about money. If there was any chance for somebody to make that money grow or shrink, it would make the entire system worthless. Instantly. And so using advanced cryptographic techniques to create a trusted technology was one of the foundational parts of what blockchain was. What IBM has done is then architect that from an enterprise perspective to ensure that that is aligned with the desire to also have permissioned users in what they're doing and then run it on a secure network where you have, for example, hardware storage of crypto keys. The ability to reinforce the security that you have in those advanced cryptographic techniques with other forms of security, locking the door and bolting it.
0: High security at the same time, the software itself is open source. I'm not sure that that's necessarily a contradiction, but that is the case, is it not, that you you made a point of this being open source software for others to develop in a similar fashion?
1: Yeah, and I want to be clear, too. IBM is building this on Hyperledger, which is not just open source, but also open governance. And we think that that's actually one of the things that leads to the strength of this from a security perspective. The more that everybody knows what the code base is, the more that everybody sees what is being done, the more chance that if there were a problem, somebody would hack into it. And so open source can be more secure because it is out there in the market and has the potential for anybody to to identify a problem. Part of what makes systems secure is battering on them until you know that all of the holes have in fact been filled.
0: What's your best hope for a timetable on when this technology might be rolled out on a wide-scale basis?
1: So we had actually done a survey of the top 200 companies across a number of industries, five or six different industries. And across that set of industries financial services healthcare electronics a couple of different ones we saw 15% of those large companies committed to having a production system of blockchain by the end of 2017 so that's this year 15% having production system and another 53% within the next 3 years blockchain is real blockchain is real for business it is happening now and companies are actively engaged in building out pilots and production systems as we speak so sum
0: up for me how will blockchain change the world
1: what blockchain does what is so transformative is that it allows you to remove inefficiencies so anything where the process has a middleman whose only job is to certify or to connect you have the potential to use the blockchain technology to do that, reducing delays and inefficiencies by a tremendous amount. By rethinking the processes to consider what the goal is rather than just how to improve the process, you actually have the potential to rethink entire industries, to reimagine what is possible not by just improving the process, but by improving the outcome.
0: It'll be really interesting to see how this technology develops. Bridget McDermott, I want to thank you so much for joining us today to explain the concept behind blockchain and how indeed it might change the world of supply chain, logistics, financial transactions, and other areas as well. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, my pleasure. It's
1: always fun to talk about this topic. That was my
0: conversation with Bridget McDermott email me at rbowman@supplychainbrain.com. at supplychainbrain.com. See you next time.